Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live life in a more functional and more independent manner through the lens of an occupational therapist. This year, this season, we're trying to talk different elements of my own life to give over to you how it could be lived in a more functional in a more independent manner through tips or ideas or devices or apps or the like just talking from me to you different elements different aspects of life going a little bit of a different direction than the past seasons where we talked functional life skills fine motor skills now we're just talking in general life through the lens of an OT. So we talked a little bit about different topics last night. We talked about the love of writing. Now I want to talk about the love of the library. I don't know about you, but ever since I was a little kid, I really loved the library. The library is a wonderful institution, a wonderful idea. I don't even know where the first library, the idea of a library came about, but I do love the library. You know, the we talked about the love of reading. We talked about the love of writing. But when we when we get that ability to read and we work on it when we're kids, and that's why it's so sad to see kids that don't read and, and can't read or have difficulty reading, and we got to help them as much as we can, And once they have that love of reading, where can they get those books? How can they obtain those books? What if they don't have ability to get those books? What about kids that don't have access to a library? Kids that don't have access to a bookstore? Kids that don't have ability to obtain the books, obtain the information? How sad, how how difficult it is for them. I know my wife tells me growing up, one of her best friends was her book. She loved, 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 loved Harry Potter. She felt like she connected to the friends and they were really her pals and they stayed with her for so many years. Seven books over the years and now so many movies over the years. But when you have a book, when you read a book and you could connect to the characters, the characters literally, you're drawn in. They literally become like your pals. They become like your friends. So the book itself becomes like a friend. And I'm a huge Hovian. I love, 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 love Doctor Who. I went through all 12 seasons, uh, most of them staying up very late with our youngest, our, our baby, who's now 17 months. And one of, the, one of the aspects of the show, the show is fascinating. It's sci-fi. It's like good versus evil. It like brings in uh, science fiction. It brings in like uh, traveling, and it brings in also different sorts of how to combat evil without being too violent. And uh, and the 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 protagonist figures out ways to to fight the antagonist in like a knowledge way, in like a smart way. And they use their mind. Doctor Who usually uses the mind to figure out ingenious ways of defeating the enemy. And one of the times. I don't remember where, but there's a quote about books and the and Doctor Who says, you know, knowledge is power, basically. And look around you. We are in a library and libraries are books and the best way to defeat the enemy is using knowledge. Knowledge is the way to defeat. I wish I had the, the quote for you right now. I don't remember it offhand, but it's something basically um, we're surrounded by books. We're surrounded by knowledge and we have the most powerful weapon around us books and that's true because reading is a wonderful wonderful thing we talked about it more in the love of reading but to be able to access the books the the institution the idea of the library i feel is underutilized and underrealized the library has thousands of books literally thousands of books laid out at your leisure all you have to do is walk into your neighborhood library 
you sign up for a card and you give them your license or whatever and then they give you the card the card gives you the book to access this powerful database of information of books at your fingertips and you could take out so many books at a time our library over here in our neighborhood which is a 10 minute walk away we love our library it's humongous of course during covid it's a very difficult aspect of of how to approach the library i think now they're taking appointments but when you get that card, you have the ability to access events in the library. You have the ability to take out books in the library. And it's so simple. You go and the library gets like all the newest books and you don't have to spend any money. And you could choose whatever book you want. The same books that came out in the bookstores, which are like almost a thing of the past, almost like a relic from the past. Growing up, when I was a kid, there was Walden books and there was Dalton books and there was WB books and there was um, Barnes and Nobles. And then there was, uh, I don't even remember all of them. There were so many now. The Last Man Standing is basically like Barnes and Nobles. I don't even know other branches of big bookstores out there. I know there's a few mom and pop ones, style ones that are that are Last Man Standing. Also, besides for the real behemoth of Barnes and Nobles, which still doesn't have so many, so many versions of them. But the the cute neighborhood bookstore, we've seen them around here in in Long Island in New York. But uh, in general, there's not so many. But the library gets those same books, albeit it might be a little bit later. It might be a few weeks later. It might be a few months later. But that new book comes, and you can walk into the library. You don't pay a single dollar. It comes out of the tax money. And you just take out whatever book you want. And at times we've taken up to like seven, eight, nine books because, again, my wife and I love to sit and read at nighttime, especially on the weekend, on the Sabbath. Once the kids are in bed, that's literally the zenith of the entire week when I have my nice snack, my nice candy. You already know by now what we sit and eat. And um, we sit and we read the book. It used to be from the library books, and we would take out seven or eight. And our library gives us about... 25, 26 days to read it, maybe 27, 28, definitely not the full 30, 31. It has to be a little less than four weeks. And then you could renew it, I believe, in our library, you could renew it twice. After that, you can't renew it anymore. You have to return it. Each day, you don't return it, you have to pay like a, uh, a dime, I think. So there are times when you could rack up a bill of like $5 if you don't return it for like a half a year. But of course, during COVID times, they're more lenient fees are waived and whatnot but now because of covid before the library reopened our solution was to find books through the online library that is these different websites these different publishers and we go to the online library and we pay for the different books so we keep the books because we just can't be going in and out of the library that's not what we do so we're not going to be restricted to uh reading a book only for two renewals which in and of itself is almost three months it's a good two and a half months but anyway, what we do is we do it through that medium of going to the website, looking at their online library, seeing which ones we want to purchase and paying for each book. Of course, it ends up being expensive, but the ability to have the book and to own the book and not to feel pressure by the time. I don't like the pressure of the time. That might be one of the only negatives of taking out from the library is that you have a time limit. Of course, that's probably the only negative because it's a free, beautiful, wonderful resource. There has to be a drawback. There has to be a catch to it. So you take out the books and then you could renew it. But of course the library is not only about books, even though that's the main thing about it. There's also magazines and and in the past when I was a kid they already started having T V shows and movies, which is fascinating. You could think about renting it. They give you I think three days for uh, a show or a movie and then you gotta return it. And cool thing also about our library, not about, I don't know about every library, but you have the ability 
to drop it off in these outdoor drop boxes. You don't have to wait for the library to open at 8, 9 a.m. You could literally go and drop it off. We have one slot for like audio video and one slot for books and we literally drop it in. I know in the middle of COVID, the thing was so huge that I literally had to finagle the book in like a Tetris game, trying to get it in so that it wouldn't fall out of the Dropbox because these hundreds of hundreds of books that were being returned from hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of families who had not much what to do during COVID. What are you going to do during COVID, especially on the Sabbath or, or a holiday or the high holidays? What are you going to do? You can't use electricity or anything like that. One of the mainstays besides for games is books. So books becomes our best friends always, especially during times when we have to be able to involve ourselves in the book. And when we read a book, we can get captured in the story. We can connect to the characters. We can be transported to a time and a place. And we can lose ourselves in whatever time we are now. And that's how it's so easy for time to go. And I'm in, in the middle of a really good book, especially now that I read. I try to read the Jewish novels, keeping in elements of my own Jewish way of life, and, they, and there's really good novels, when I get involved in a book, but it could be any book, of course, any book that you want, that you read, if it's a really good book, you get involved in it, the hours fly by, because you get so engrossed, so enmeshed in the story, and it takes the creativity, it takes the ability to wrap yourself in the story, connect to the story, that's what's so amazing about books, you know, the other week, a week or two ago, when I was in this really, really good book, basically about World War II, and how, um, during World War Two, during the Holocaust, there was this one soldier in the in the in Germany that hid these three Jewish children. Fascinating story of what happens, how it unfolds, and then he finds out he himself is Jewish. Crazy. He falls in love with the person that he that he helped hide, and then they, he loses the two siblings, tries to find them, and then very cool. I don't want to ruin the whole book, but basically, I would sit there and I could go from like seven to eleven, just reading the book, being involved in mesh in the story. It was so good, so well written. A story like that, a book like that, that I lose track of time. And La Havdel, also something like Harry Potter, I could sit and read for hours. So involved in Hogwarts, so involved in Hogsmeade, so involved with Harry, Ron, Hermione, all the people in the story, you get so involved. And these are books you could get from the library. But the library itself is not only about books, they also have programs. My wife and I have gone to demonstrations, cooking demonstrations, the Kosher Culinary Institute, one of the only cooking institutions programs school in the country where they teach in a Jewish manner using a kosher style how to train chefs. They came out to our library here and one year they showed us how to make different dishes like fish tacos and then another year they did like an Asian theme. That was one of the best things we did. Such a nice date for my wife and I. It was an hour but we got to not only watch how they made food right in front of us but they also let us sample it and boy was it so delicious and that was brought to us by our library but there's also the whole children's section. There's a whole children's room. In the children's rooms, not only does it have the, at least our library, not only does it have these amazing books, hundreds of hundreds of books for kids and magazines, and it does have touch screens and whatnot, but besides that, it has children's toys. And not during COVID when I'm too scared to do any of that stuff, but in general, pre-COVID and hopefully God willing, soon post-COVID, you know, they have all this area of like these building blocks and these like neighborhood helpers and a train set, all these fun toys that you yourself might not have in the home. And it's a change of pace and it's a way to get the kids out of the house and doing something really good for them, reading and playing and learning. There's also like there was toddler time and like preschool time where there were different programs in the library that you could go into these rooms and the rooms also had games and lots of toys and it was cool to see other parents with their kids 
around the same age. And not only that, they have also all these other programs. They have like Zumba and yoga. They have read-along time for kids. And then they have like kids' pajama time. They have movies in the library. Any event you could think of, a lot of times they have. They also have Escape the Room, which we didn't get to do. Timing didn't work out, but it sounded so cool. And they, they have like these different um, social gatherings and these different groups and different meetings. They have bingo and all these different cool programs. All you have to do is go to your neighborhood library website, find the program, see the program, see what works for you. It's literally a resource for you to use. comes out of your tax money anyway. It's literally right in the heart of your neighborhood. Can't stress enough how much... I love the library, my wife loves the library, and the kids love the library, and how much the library can do for you, and what you can do for the library, and a lot of times the librarians are very helpful. I don't even know if they get paid or not, sometimes people volunteer. I remember going to my neighborhood library when I was a kid, doing a microfiche project. At the time, I was so mad to do it, but looking back, I realized it was actually a really cool project. I had to go look in the files, find different information and different statistics and different databates about one of the prime ministers of Israel. I believe it was uh, Ariel Sharon, if I remember, learning about his life, not about politics or the views, but just looking into details of his life itself going to the library using the machine. I don't even know, know it's around anymore, but microfiche, very cool. And that's just the idea for the love of the library. And also, La Habda, there's a show called The Librarians, which was also fascinating, a different aspect of what a library is, that in that show, fictional world, they would, they would hide special magical artifacts and relics. But anyway, there are the wonderful aspects of different things in the library. Different libraries have different things. There also might be stuff in different lit religions and whatnot. I know back when we lived in Brooklyn, they had they had a lot of Jewish books, like literally Jewish sparm, Jewish holy books. But the library has so many good resources, so many programs, so many resources besides for the books, the, the TVs and the movies they offer for you to borrow. But check it out, get involved, get reading, get loving books and involved in books and different programs in your local in your local neighborhood library join us next time as we talk about for the love of something else you'll see what that is next time here on ot talk with mr t and i'm your host mr t